If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Are you struggling with stress? Do you feel like life is out of control? Do you run out of time to get your to-do list tackled? Well, we have a special gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. Our guests today are Chris and Susan Beasley. Chris and Susan are former accountants and management consultants of a certain age with five great kids, five grandkids, one grand dog, and a little old cat called Vincent. They love skiing, the mountains, and traveling the world and are passionate about helping people with an entrepreneurial spirit to start and build successful businesses online to generate a full or part-time income to support their retirement lifestyle. Chris and Susan Beasley share with Robert Noel how working for someone else didn't allow them to live the life they desired. So they designed the life they wanted and built a business to support it. They have created the freedom to travel and grow their business to supplement their retirement income. Well, Chris and Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, we're so excited to, to have this conversation Thank you so much for inviting us. It's very rare, actually, for us to be invited onto a show like this. We're usually running them. So this is this is super seeing it the other way around. But it's great to have two couples Yay. on camera, which is very yeah. unusual. Indeed. So we typically just let our guests share their entrepreneurial journey and what's got them to you know what they're doing today, how they made that leap into entrepreneurship. Wow. How long have you got? <laughs> Well, we do have an hour, but it usually doesn't take that long. <laughs> no, no, we can talk for England, as they always say, but I'll let, I'll let Chris start. Yeah, so we've been online for 12 years now, and um, we were originally accountants and management consultants, and we specialised in the veterinary segment, if you like. So we were working with veterinary practices, showing them how to build their, their businesses from a business point of view. And uh, the challenge that we have with that, and we used to work together in that business as well. So we've worked together for probably 30 years. 30 years. Um, and the, the challenge we had with that was it was a great business. We had a great income, but it was all time for money. And, of course, one of the biggest challenges was the mobile phone when it came into existence because – even when we went off on a short break, the old mobile phone would ring and you're trying to get away from it all. So your clients or our clients were effectively dictating our life. So we had, you know, we were sort of six or seven days a week, 10 or 12 hours a day. And that was, that was something that in our heads, at some point in the future, we had to change. Now, when you get to your early 50s and you've been self-employed for most of your life, you don't tend to have a huge pension pot mm. behind you. And so we decided that the way we could do it in the quickest way was to invest money in property. And so we thought, okay, we'll build a property portfolio. Now we did go and we did a course so we could learn how to do it properly because there was lots of pitfalls or potential pitfalls. And so in about 2003, 2004, we started investing in property. 
which was great and it was fantastic for a few years mm -hmm. but of course 2008 came along and our property portfolio uh, took a took a <laughs> nose dive let's say we did manage to hang on to a couple of them but majority of it of it went down where it we didn't want it to go but that then meant that we had a, whole, a huge hole in our potential uh, pension for our future. And so we started to think about what else could we do. And that was a bit of a mindset shift, as you can well imagine, because Chris is the sensible one. I just sort of buried my head in my hands and cried a lot and said, you know, what the heck are we going to do? But. I guess we're entrepreneurial anyway because we've run our own business, even though, as Chris said, you know, we were really, it, it was our own business, but it was no more than a job, really. And we saw that if we didn't make some drastic change in our lives, then seriously, we would carry on doing what we were doing probably till the end of our days. And that's not what we had set for our uh, our later life shall I say we wanted to travel the world we wanted to see all those amazing things that you see in documentaries and magazines and we wanted to meet lots of people and just have fun mm -hmm. and retirement as it looked to us then wasn't going to give us that and that was the next mindset shift really because we said what can we do and how will we do it so we sat down and we always say it's coincidental because to a degree it was. We were looking at ways of optimizing the internet for our clients. We wanted to be those kinds of management consultants that is forward thinking and help our clients to actually project themselves online. So we started researching for that and came across a program that had all these things that we could learn about and then go teach our clients so we thought wow that's amazing but this one here because he thinks slightly differently to me goes hmm, do you know what susan i think we could have a business of our own online with all this stuff we're finding out about and that led us to the next step yeah so we invested £3,000 as it was, because it was a UK pro product that we bought. And we thought, okay, we can use this and we can start to build a business online. But of course, what happened was life got in the way, work got in the way, and it ended up on the shelf and it stayed there for nine months. Hmm. And then we got to a point and we just said, look, there was, there was what we call a trigger point. And this trigger point, meant nothing to anybody else but to us it was the one thing that said right okay we're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to start something new mm. and i'll tell you what it was because everybody has one and they're normally not they don't normally relate to other people but we were driving home one night in a car in our car it was a late november evening and the old windscreen wipers were going backwards or forwards. Because it you was could raining see, like it does along the UK. You could see all the red, <laughs> the red brake lights sparkling in the, in, in the raindrops on the windscreen. And if you'd have been in that car with us, you'd have felt the tension. You could cut the tension with a knife. And it wasn't us being tense with each other. 
we were both being very we were very angry actually at a client because we'd been working with them for best part of 18 months looking at developing a new computer system for their practices and they decided in the november that all of a sudden it was going to be it had to be in and finished by the end of january hmm. now we just booked hmm. our first two week ski holiday oh, we're we, ski had for years. we love our we love our skiing and we hadn't been skiing for best part of three years and that really shifted our position and we said right okay we're going to do this we're going to do it for them and then after that we're going to start we're our out. online business so it was just something very personal to us but it was the one thing that made us go right it's time to change and neither of us had to persuade the other it literally <laughs> was one of those moment things as we were driving home we both felt it and we both felt that change was on the horizon and we needed to do it. So we got home and we got this product off the shelf. <laughs> and we said, right, where do we get this from? And it was a young guy who in, in who lived in Berkshire. And I said, right, I'm going to ring him up. So I just rang him up and said, right, we're ready to start our online business. What do we do? Will you help us, please? Now. This guy was 27 years old <laughs> and I was 56. And our eldest was younger. <laughs> we had kids older than him. But we're going, hmm, he's done what we want to do. He's successful at it. If he says he'll help us, we'll go with it. So that was a huge mindset shift for us. You know, how can a guy at 27 help somebody who's in his mid-50s and been doing you know, business stuff for years. You have to be humble, I think. That's yeah. important. Yeah, I think that's really important. You have to be humble and you have to accept that there are people out there who've done what you want to do. And if they're prepared to help you, it doesn't matter how old they are. Really doesn't. So this guy, we went and met him for the very first time and we he, he said, oh, come and meet me at my gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded a bit strange to us, but off we went. So we went down to this gym in Berkshire and he sort of said, right, okay, we met him in the in the lounge and he said, right, come on, we're going to go and shoot a video. And we said, well, we've never shot a video. He said, doesn't matter, don't worry about it. He said, come on, we're just going to sit here. And we sat in an alcove in a corridor. And I'm going, I haven't got my best outfit on. I don't want to be in a video. <laughs> but of course... And there's all these people walking backwards and forwards from the gym to the changing room. <laughs> and we thought it was really stupid, didn't we? But we're sitting there and he's got this camera on a, on a tripod and he sat beside us and he said, we said, what are we going to talk about? He said, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about your background and your story and we'll go from there. So that's what he did and we told our story. And at the end of it, I said, right, OK, what are you going to do with this video? He said, well, I'm going to put it on YouTube and you're going to put it on YouTube and uh, people will come and see the video and they'll decide to either work with you or work with me. And we said, well, that won't work because you're the expert. You know, you've been doing this. You've got the success. We've got nothing. So he said, yeah, but there's a big difference between you and me. He said, you're a couple, you're accountants. You've just told everybody that you're in your mid 50s. So you're going to appeal to a certain type of audience. He said, me, I'm 27, I'm single, I've got a fast car and all that. I'm going to appeal to a different type of audience. So whoever looks 
orange, whoever is looking, will make a decision if they want to take it further, who they're going to work with. And that's stuck with us ever since that he said it. So that's 12 years ago. And it's the one thing that is very difficult to actually get over to people because they always think, you know, their customers or potential customers are always going to go to the person. Who's the expert. Who's the expert or with the success. Not always. But it's not always. Well, we know it's not true. So, um, so that was how we started online. The first, the next thing, that the next step that we took, and we're just coming to the end now on this, is that we started part-time. So in other words, we're still running our business, and at 7 o'clock every night we had an appointment in the diary which was at home. So it got us out of our clients, got us home. I would sit down and or one of us would sit down and start working on our business. The other one would do the dinner, and then we'd have dinner, and then we'd continue for another hour or so in the evening. And that went on for six months because our goal was to pack up our, con our consultancy business in six months' time. Oh, yes, and we had already given them notice. So we we were on the road forwards, and there was no going back at this point. So there you go, in a nutshell. Nice. Well, obviously, I appreciate your story. We have, uh, because we're a couple and, and have 30 years working together <laughs> in many different aspects, we have a very similar, very similar stories and 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 love love the things that that you guys are doing so i guess the that first mindset shift you're asking yourselves you know what can we do and and how will we do it what what came out of combining that asking that question what can we do how can we do it with your training from this young man in online space I think, as Chris said, the fact that you had to really be humble enough to know that somebody else has more skills than you have and that you have to be prepared to invest your time and money quite often and a combination of both most often to get yourself on the journey with a guide who can take you there so that it's a humbling experience trust me it really and truly was well I, I get it i mean i work with entrepreneurs all the time and the biggest challenge is when their brain says oh i know this they turn off yeah. even though they haven't applied it in their life or made a change in their life the minute they say oh yeah i remember that or oh yeah i know that they they don't they don't engage it and so i love i love that you're sharing it in this way i'm i'm, I'm sick and tired of of the secret formula the magic pill the the, the quick fix and and i want to work with people that are willing to understand that it takes work it takes hard work and my role is to come alongside you and help you get the work done exactly that's what a good mentor does and, and the, I, I think the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges was you know, the little voice that's in your head here, I call him fruit salad. He sits on your shoulder. <laughs> I call mine Bob, so I get it. <laughs> fruit so, salad, that's awesome. Then they just say, you know, you can't do this. You've never done it before. You can't do it. You're going to fail. But 
we look at that and we say to ourselves, so all we're doing is well, we ask ourselves the question, can we learn something new? Mm. And if we can learn something new, then we can move forward. If the answer to that question is yes, you can take the next step and move forward. And if you've got somebody guiding guiding you, how can you fail but to learn something new? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So thinking back, what has been the biggest challenge that you had working together and how'd you pull through? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Do we have differences of opinion? Absolutely. Yes, we have lots of differences of opinion. We had to actually leave the office for five minutes before this call because we were having a discussion. A discussion. Right. But I would say the reason it works is because we both have different skill sets. Um, and as a couple, I think it's important to recognize that Chris is amazing technically very structured about how and very formal about how he puts things together. I'm a total emotional, I'm off there buying shoes and handbags and whatever takes my fancy and he has to bring me down to earth. But I also... But your, your, your expertise is I love, media. love social media. I've totally embraced it, have learned so much and love teaching it to other people because I know it works. And that requires a very different sort of personality to him. Yes. She's creative. I'm not really. Oh, you are. <laughs> in your own way. I keep trying to tell him that too. We're all creative. <laughs> yeah. But I think, well, I think you know, the, the way it works for us is we learn, we've learned over the years that sometimes we have differing opinions and we just go, okay, we just have to agree to differ and we might go off for 30 seconds and, you know, stew in our own juices, so to speak, but then we come back and say, would you like a cup of tea, you know? And I'll usually get my way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, I think what's worked for us is recognizing that we had a vision, we had a mission, we had something that we were trying to accomplish together. And, and yeah, our opinions we clash like because we're both passionate and we both want it done well and we both want it done right and we both mm. want to be successful and mm. so there there are going to be differences if there weren't differences we wouldn't grow and certainly our our marriage wouldn't grow but i don't think our business would grow and I so agree. i yeah. think i think digging the best out of each other requires a, a little bit of pain and a little bit of struggle and a little bit of challenge because that's where that's where we get refined Exactly. I, I always believe every challenge is an opportunity to be better. Um, it may take some time, but definitely gives you an opportunity. Well, and you mentioned you mentioned humility, being being willing to be humble. Um, I think one of the challenges today in this online space, in the social media space, is is authenticity, mm. because because we so many entrepreneurs, so many people are coming into that space feeling like they need to be that 27 year old expert they need to they need to to rent a, a fancy sports car and take pictures in front of the the airbnb that they rent for the weekend so they can post all those things on their social yeah. and 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 so can you guys share about your journey into recognizing that people love you for who you are and and being your authentic self has been the most powerful communication yeah. in your business yeah 
I, I would say, Robert, it's because of our age that and our upbringing, probably the way our parents taught us to be is you don't lie to people. <laughs> if you're honest and you help other people, then the same will come back to you. And we've always approached our business in that way, even so much as creating our very first website, whereas a lot of students of the company that we work with initially were taking the mentor's story with the fast cars, the yachts, the house, and all the rest of it, and literally copy and pasting it and putting oh. it on their website. Wow. And just hopefully, but not always, remembering to change names and things. <laughs> not always. <laughs> I am deadly serious. And whereas we didn't, we just wrote a very short story of where we'd come from, where we were going, the things that had inspired us, the causes that we supported, how important our personal faith and stuff was to us. And from that, we built on it over the years and never once changed who we were. We were always us. Yeah. And today, and with social media, like you said, I think it's more important than ever. There's gone the big change. I was actually talking to Chris about this today when we were designing some new, a new cover photo and stuff. And I'm saying, it's changed now. People want to connect with someone because they share their beliefs and they mm. share the same things even though it doesn't mean you have to go out there talking politics and faith and all the rest of it you have to get who you are out there so that you are attracting the right people to you and repelling those who are not a good fit and in particular i think we've gone through Probably the last, the two years of the pandemic, I think, really made us realise more than ever how important that was because people were at home more, they were searching online more. And there were a lot of people starting businesses and adopting what I call imposter syndrome, pretending mm. to be super successful coaches and mentors and I can help you make $10,000 next month and you know you've seen it of course and people don't know how to differentiate the real and the fake so it's important for you to be steadfast and not let anybody change who you are because you will attract the right people by being authentic and See? expanding on that a little bit as you talked about connecting and how people connect with those authentic your authentic self that's who who you're going to attract is um, that connection. How valuable have been connections for you guys? Oh, absolutely huge. Chris will say I'm a connector, but I, I never knew that I was. I was an introvert all through school and college. I didn't like being on stage or anything like that. I don't perform. I don't sing. I can't sing. I don't dance. I don't do any of those kinds of things but I do know the importance of connecting with people. And if I may share a little story with you, in fact, I'll let Chris share the story about a very special about? lady. I'm going to tell you, a right, very okay. special lady. 
we who we met in London many years ago and who your listeners will definitely know from the books nice. that you've written. Yeah, so she's talking about a lady called Sharon Lecter. Now, Sharon Lecter is the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. And she's also um, an ambassador for Think and Grow Rich, the, the, the Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. And so Susan said one day, she said, Sharon Lecter's coming to London. We've got to go and see her. So I said, fine, okay, we'll go and see her. So we booked a ticket to go and see her. And Susan said, before we get there, she said, I'm going to interview her. And I said, fine, okay. If we can make it happen, we will. And so we're sitting in the audience and Sharon Lecter was on stage and she brought up a copy of Think and Grow Rich. And it was a very special edition of Think and Grow Rich. She said, I'm going to auction this for charity. Who wants it? So I said, yeah, I'll have it. And we ended up going through this auction and we actually got it for £250 we paid. Which was a lot of money in those days. But we bought the book. What that did was it got us to, they, they sat us down with Sharon Lecter and took a photograph. And when they did that, we'd got our video camera ready and our microphone. <laughs> and we, we'd learned something and, from our first mentor. And she, and she said, <laughs> and she said, is there anything I can do for you? And Susan says, yes, can I, can I interview you on video? And will you answer one question? And that's exactly what she did. And so we got that video with, with uh, Sharon Lecter. But since that, since that day, which was 10 years ago, if we want to talk to Sharon Lecter, we can talk to Sharon Lecter on Zoom, just like this, saying, oh, have you got 10 minutes? We just need to chat something yeah. with you. She's been on our podcast. Oh, she's just amazing. 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 She's introduced woman. us to other people. We've introduced other people to her. And it's created this really special network. It, it's it's incredible. I think you have to, you know, just talk about network in general. Being online gives you a global audience. And you have to take advantage of that global audience. We now have friends in just about every continent in the world, I guess, probably. Um, and some of them are very successful, others not quite, but they're still good friends. Mm -hmm. And it means that you can, if you've got a particular challenge or you just, you know, sometimes you're feeling a bit down, is it? I just need to have a chat to somebody. You, know, you can you can talk to those people and just say, yeah, have you got 10 minutes just to have a chat? And most of the, most of the time we come back and say, yeah, that's it. And, and that's I, about yeah. building the connection. Yeah, and I, I, I would add to that, we wouldn't be here with you guys had you not found there was some good reason to connect with us. So we're very grateful for that as well. Well, and Chris, you're kind of mentioning connections with mentors, which is a whole nother level of, of connection, right? Because now mm -hmm. you're, you've got a connection where you're making, you know, asking questions and being willing to ask for help. And, and, and so how, how have mentors helped you and your growth journey specifically and then how would you encourage our listeners to to find a mentor ask for a mentor i think personally you can't do without them <laughs> okay you just can't um because you're you're going to have there are different things in your life as different stages of your life as you go through it you make different decisions to move in different directions and every time you move in a direction you have to have a guide and we've always found having a mentor is the right way to go forward. 
and we've you know we've stuck by this sort of thing that um, you know it doesn't matter who they are if they've done what you want to do and they're willing to help and guide you then they're the right person for you and it, it, to us it's absolutely crucial that you have uh, somebody to help and guide you do to do whatever you want to do because that way a you've got a path to follow or a system to follow and b you're held accountable yeah definitely i can't add anything to that other than my mum always said throughout your life you'll have different friends different guides be prepared to be open and let them into your life because they will help you get where you want to go and i will even though she's lately departed well recently departed i will always remember that and that's that holds true throughout our life we will be right back after this short break this episode is sponsored by perfect publishing a different approach to publishing a book perfect publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith hope patience and persistence no matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Your mom was, was very wise and my mom was recently departed as well. And so sorry for your loss. Thanks. What a great What a great lesson to carry with you. Indeed, mm. indeed. Uh, you spoke earlier, you told us that you were designing this business to get you to the retirement that you did, had dreamed of. So what does designing a life that you love look like and how does it, how does it work? <laughs> Do you want us to tell you now or what it was like? <laughs> Both maybe. Yeah, I mean, has it been a straightforward journey from here up to here? No, of course uh, not. No. You know, it's one of these <laughs> wiggly lines. And, but with the general direction of upwards and towards what we wanted. So as Susan said earlier, one of the things that we wanted to do was to be able to um, travel around the world and see these things you only see in videos or on television. And we had to find a way of doing that. And we realized when we first started that this online business thing, because it's a lot different today than it was 12 years ago, mm. as I'm sure you understand. You know, things have moved on significantly. And I guess the, um, the, the direction for us was always to find that business that we could take with us because we love our traveling. Now, as we went through our initial year or so our first year i i guess year 18 months we discovered that we love teaching and training don't know where it came from no idea <laughs> but we discovered we really like teaching and training and helping people and you know guiding people and for us if we could get one person one step closer to their goal we'd succeeded so one of the things that we did personally after we realized that was we went to learn how to do public speaking. Now, for most people in this world, public speaking, going on stage is worse than, worse than death. <laughs> but for us, we love it. 
And one of the things that, one of the sort of uh, um, mantras that we always go by is learn, do, teach. So go and learn something, go and do it, and then teach it. And we found a, a public speaking, I don't know what you call it, it's called the, it was called the Public Speakers University at the time. And we met, a guy, great. We met a guy <laughs> in London and uh, we went, it was a four-day event we went on. And he was teaching us how to speak from stage properly. And it was four days of really hard work, wasn't it? It was oh, very yes. hard work. We had a lot of homework and it was, you know, late nights and all this stuff. But it involved him teaching something. And then you went to, you, you broke up into small groups and you had a, a coach with you, if you like. And you all had to do this, whatever he just taught. And then you'd get feedback. And we loved it. And we thought, oh, this is fabulous. At the end, he said, if anybody's learned, you know, you've been here, you're a lot better now than when you started. If you would like to come and coach, become a coach at the next event, let, let us know. So, we, oh, yeah, we'll go and do that. Because we'd learned something. And although we'd only done it in front of a small audience of the people at that event, we it meant we could learn to teach it. And so... We, in actual fact, went to the next event and we became a coach and we took that next group of people through. We did that a few times. And then he said to us, um, he said, would you like to come to Kuala Lumpur with me? Oh, because I'm running an event oh, no. in Kuala Lumpur. So he said, oh, yeah, that sounds good. So off we went to Kuala Lumpur and we did the same thing. And I tell you what, the people who were there, which were mainly from Singapore, they were so yeah. entrepreneurial. It was unbelievable. Very was great, rewarding. Great fun. So we did that as a sort of add-on for a couple of years, and it was yeah. absolutely amazing. But what did it do for us? It meant that when we got invited to speak on stage, and a number, we worked as affiliate marketers, high-ticket affiliate marketers in the early days, and so you get a, we were getting a lot of invites to, to go and speak on people's stages around the world, which was fantastic. Um, and it meant that we could get on stage and we just loved it. And people would say to us, oh, it must be horrible up there. And we say, no, we love it. <laughs> yes, you get a bit of nerves when, before you go on. But, but as soon fun. as you're on there, it's gone. It's great fun if you're yourself and you're authentic. And the other thing that we have, which is most unusual, was we speak on stage together. Um, and that's very difficult. That, no, it's, no, it's, it's um, shall I say, challenging sometimes because one or other of us will actually say, hmm, and what was I going to say next? And the other has to fill in somehow, and we always manage to, and we just make it up as we go along. But as long as we're delivering good content, people love it. And that was the start of us moving forward with that, traveling, still running our business. We could go anywhere in the world pretty much and had loved it but the pandemic of course 2021 uh 2021 really changed things for us and we had to rethink another mindset shift what were we going to do next um, because at that time we were also caring for my mum so whole new change of life for us but for us that's yeah. that's it was all about the lifestyle yeah. we loved it still is it still is yeah all right. So with all the business successes that you've had over the last 12 years, what what's your biggest challenge today? Today? Ooh. 
I, I could say we've got to move home in uh, six weeks, <laughs> so, but um, that was dropped on us um, quite suddenly and unexpectedly. But no, actually, I won't say it's a challenge. We've always wanted to live abroad. Um, we had a ski chalet business in the French Alps, which we recently sold. That was one of our property investments. We managed to keep going. And a lot of mindset shifts over that. We'll share another day if you want. But having sold that, it's given us back our, um, our, our pension savings, our retirement savings to allow us now to go and live abroad. We're going to go and live in Portugal. Um, We've neither of us got parents alive anymore. We only have our children and our grandchildren. And we said to them, you can come visit. But <laughs> we have our life now and we're taking our business with us because it's a location-free business. And we're just looking forward to that. Yes, there's going to be challenges. We have to learn to speak Portuguese is one of them to get our visa. So that will be fun. Um, yeah, we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> but I, I think biggest challenge i guess is i don't know there i suppose one of the things that's a, a challenge it's not a huge challenge but it's a challenge is that the, the the internet the online world keeps changing so it's just like a business no different to any other business you know business changes and you're getting business challenges and the online world though seems to change at a rapid pace a very rapid pace a little and, faster than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely so you have to look at it and you have to say you have to differentiate the things that are relevant to you now and those that are not because of course you know there's always new tools and new technologies and new ways of you know st take Streamyard. you know Streamyard didn't exist a couple of years Fabulous. ago mm -hmm. you know um and so you've got all of these fantastic tools around now that are, that are absolutely brilliant. And But I think there's a lot of them. And you as a, an entrepreneur, you have to look at the ones that are relevant to you now. And it comes back to us saying to ourselves, are we going to use this and are we going to use it tomorrow? Because if the answer's no, it's something for the future, we go, well, okay. It's something for the future and we'll get it when we need it in the future now of course you know when you go on these webinars and sales videos and sales pages and all that there's always a reason why you should get it today of course that's but, but marketing that's marketing <laughs> but with experience you know that it's always going to be available tomorrow or next week or next month or even next year when it might be even better so i guess that one of the challenges is knowing where you're going and what are the tools and things that you need to help you get there and putting the blinkers on mm. oh, absolutely yeah knowing what to focus on and what to to distract yourself from yeah um how has contribution been a part of your journey Oh, there's lots of kinds of contribution. I think value-wise, we give a lot out to potential customers, clients, whatever you call it, through our content. I've always believed, and our mentor taught this to us, and I've never forgotten it. This is our first mentor. He said, you can never give away too much stuff, and the better stuff that you give away, you leave hope 
for somebody that there's something else that you haven't yet shared that they can get. So that's that's contribution in a business sense. In a personal sense, I think if you don't have a cause, a charity, or some philanthropic mission in your life, then you're missing something. Back before we became entrepreneurs online even, um, we were introduced to a charity called ActionAid. I'm sure many people will know of it. Um, we actually went to their offices and met the, um, the people behind it. And we realized there were children far less privileged than our own children. So we taught our kids to save their piggy bank money. And we put it all together every month and we sponsored a child. Mm. And since that time, we've put, I think we have seven children through education that kids in the world we live in today take for granted. These children go to learn so they can support their mum and dad and their bigger family later in life. We've had kiddies who want to be doctors and teachers. I, it is just the greatest feeling. And if you were to ask us what's our ambition with that, and that is to actually go to India which is where the children we've sponsored are live in the poorest parts of India and actually meet some of them. We get the most beautiful drawings and hand transcribed messages from the children and we write back, but there's nothing better than actually going there and hugging them and saying, I'm so happy for you and what you've achieved. So that's what I think about contribution. Awesome. Yeah, it's, beautiful i've been blessed to we raised our kids in south america and then we were blessed i was blessed to take both my children to africa before while they were in uh, high school and so definitely yeah. understand the value of seeing those people you're supporting in person and being able to see the work that they're doing and being able to see the children um yeah. that, that you're supporting and that just touches touches my heart so on that note, you've talked a lot about mindset shift, and, and I know your book is is the mindset shifts necessary to go from employee to, to entrepreneur. So let's talk about gratitude as a as a mindset shift tool, and, and how have you guys used gratitude in, in your own lives? Oh my goodness, every single day we're grateful to be alive. We are grateful for the opportunities that have been offered to us, and we've been open to consuming because many people are not and through that being able to impart that same philosophy to the people that we work with so that they carry on that legacy I think that the word gratitude gets banded about a lot and not enough people really understand what it means and we say whenever we go to come to work with a client, you know, we always express how grateful we are that they've chosen to work with us. Mm. And we will teach you how to be like that yourself if you've not had that kind of experience. Yeah, because the thing is, I mean, you know, gratitude, being grateful is always 
a great way to move forward when you get stuck and you get a challenge. You can sort of come back to yourself and say, well, okay, what are you grateful for? You're sitting here. You know, what have you got that you can be grateful for right now? And then, you know, you can compare that to, Susan said, maybe other people or where other people are or what you're trying to do. And you can say, fine, okay, I'm there now. I'm grounded. I'm going back to where I was and I can move forward. And I would add to that, I mean, you, at the time we're, we're talking, we've just lost um, Queen Elizabeth II. She's passed away at 96. And in that moment when we knew, we also knew that we needed to travel up to London. We needed to be at Buckingham Palace. We needed to feel the whole experience and actually walk away saying, I'm super grateful that she's been in our lives and has imparted the wisdom that she has throughout that time and that her son who succeeds now will also carry that message forward. Um, so yeah, very, very special moment in our lives for sure. Yeah, she was a pretty special lady in, and obviously her impact on history will will hopefully long be remembered. I believe so. I believe so very much. And you guys have traveled a lot and done lots of things in your life. What is your most memorable date? <laughs> date or date between us or yeah. Well, unless you want to share your other way dates, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I want to talk about the romantic dates, but I will tell you a very special date and. Before we became online entrepreneurs, we had in our office uh, a notice board and pinned on it, we had a picture of Sydney Harbour Bridge. We also had a little saying that someone had given us and that was stuck on there as well. And we wrote on it, one day we will go to Australia. We didn't know if we ever would or ever could, but we had to put it out there that it was possible. And during the course of our entrepreneurial journey, we got invited to speak in Sydney. And it was that moment we went, oh, my goodness, dreams do come true. Mm -hmm. And when we told that on stage and we took the picture and put it up in um, as a slide, it truly made it real for people. They could see you can have a vision for what's possible and with hard work i'm sorry i'm going to say the word hard work and a mindset that will allow you to achieve that work and achieve results with it anything is possible and yeah we did have some great date nights including going to the sydney opera house and that was the most expensive glass of wine we've ever had <laughs> <laughs> nice well, so let's dig into vision and, and helping people see yeah. vision. Obviously, that was a vision and, and just having a postcard, the power of a postcard with a note, you know, we'll go here someday. Yeah. You can you can see we've got that, a ball full it. of them now. It's, it's our moving vision board. <laughs> nice. Well, and I think you know, we mentioned like in our business, the the vision, the mission, the the destination is really what keeps us aligned, right? We we're we're not stuck in this place. We both know that we're committed to going someplace else, to doing more. And and it kind of ties to our, our why, right? The impact we want to make in the world oh, yes. and, and the difference that, that we want to make. 
And so it, there's so many people that are living by default and they have no intentionality in their business. They have no intentionality in their life. And I think a vision gives you intention, right? Gives you destination, gives you purpose. Um, and so helping people find purpose and and be able to apply that to their life and business is so powerful. How do you help people find purpose and and, and tap into their, I believe God given purpose, but how do you help people tap into that and, 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 and free it to put it to use in their online space? I think a lot of people that we work with do talk about how important faith is in their lives and how it does give them purpose. Um, we always try to balance that out with the realistic business side of it, if you like, because you can have a great reason why. You can have a dream, but without a written down goal to fulfill that vision, you, you will just drift. Mm. So in our book and when we talk with our clients, we always ask them to create a future vision of what their life is like but writing it as if it had happened and then to keep that and then as they progress on their journey they know that what they said to themselves is achievable and they can tick that off and they know the next goal or challenge that might be there in front of them will be achievable too um it, it's it's not an easy thing to explain, but I'm sure you guys know it because of writing your own book, and I'm sure you teach your students something yeah. very similar. I think, I think it's about, you know, people having their longer-term goal or dream or whatever it were, destination, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but you never know where the path is going to go to get there but you do know what the next step is. Mm. And if you know what the next step is, then you can take that step forward. When you get there, you'll find another step to take yourself forward. And when you get there, you'll find another step. It might go in a slightly different direction, but there's always the next step. And that, in a, that to me, enables us to say to our clients, you don't have to worry about what's out there you just have to worry about what the next step is because you're going in the right direction. Hmm. Now, you know, your ultimate destination may very well change Ours has. over time. <laughs> Ours certainly has. You know, our original retirement was going to be in the French Alps running a ski chalet. Um, but it's changed. We don't want to do that anymore. Um, whilst we love skiing, we'll still go skiing, but our goal now is to go and live in a... Nice yeah, warm climate. Go and live in a warm climate. Um, so Plenty of natural vitamin D. Yeah, so we're going to go and live in Portugal now. So that that's, you know, our, our destination has changed. But, like you know, you have to look at what your destination is and we, our, our market, if you like, for the people we talk to are people 50 plus in or approaching retirement. So one of the things we're always talking about is retirement. What's your retirement look like? Now, that has changed significantly over the last 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, you know, retirement isn't about stopping work. 
we love what we do. Not we'll, stopping life either. No. So and we've built a retirement, if you want to call it that, um, that enables us to travel around the world, live in different countries, help other people, um, and you know, and earn money at the same time. And for us, that's an ideal retirement. The thought of actually stopping and having nothing to do and maybe learn to play golf or just read a book would it's be... Not gonna it's not going to happen. <laughs> You know, we love sitting on beaches. We love going skiing. But not we, forever. <laughs> we love the adventures and we love new experiences. So I think that's where we're going. Yeah. It's, all, it's yeah. all about new experiences. Yeah. And I think everybody should look at new experiences and find a way that they can do that. No, we like that. Yeah, new new experiences and adventures oh, is kind yeah. of our, our motto as well. <laughs> do something have fun. Um, what has been the impact of writing your book? Oh, huge, because it took some time, I'll be honest, because at the end of the day, you're sharing your inner heart, your inner feelings, and giving everything to your reader, and wanting them to be able to read something that you've written and go, oh my goodness, I get that, now I can do that, I can do what they've done, because they've They've shown me through little exercises and things that they've gone through that they can indeed achieve it. Um, so the mindset shift, our first edition, and then our goal-setting accompaniment were our first two books. We took them all around the world with us. Thousands of people have read them. We've given them away. People have bought them. We've made smaller versions of them for people in trainings. And we're now just in the middle of writing our next one, which is um, which is the mindset shift, living the retirement lifestyle or retiring the new way, reinventing your retirement. We haven't quite got the final title yet, but we'll get there. But it's just the journey. People want to get involved in somebody else's journey and see you as a guide. And that book has been the guide to a lot of people. And in the meantime, we've collaborated with, we've been invited to write chapters in other people's books. That's lovely. About retirement. And it's all about your story and just inspiring other people and saying to people, if you want it, you can do it. I think it's and, hope, isn't yeah, it? And, it's giving hope. And in today's world, you know, it's the one thing that the internet has given you. It's given you hope, but it's given you the possibility and the opportunity. You just have to be open-minded enough to accept it and go and look at it. And that's hard. That's a big challenge, particularly for people who may be in their 50-plus are looking and going, well, I can't do that. Mm. But they did it. Maybe can. I can. Yeah, so powerful. Well, love the power of story. So, so what's what's the big dream for Chris and Susan Beasley? I carry on doing what we're doing. Um, we've thought long and hard, obviously, about where we're going to move to, which will be our new base. Um, the challenges that will present us at our age, learning a new language, um, health-wise. Um, we've got to in, endorse all sorts of uh new things that we haven't thought about before but we've got a guide to help us a mentor in in that and um, that's really important i think health 
is super important for us at this stage in life. Um, that's what we're focusing on more in our business. Um, we will still teach people how to create financial independence, but we also teach them how to take better care of their health and combine the two because there sure ain't no point making any money for your retirement if you ain't got the health to spend it. No, that's so. right. And we're touch wood. We're very lucky. We've got, yeah. you know, we're we're very healthy, and we want it to stay that way. And make lots and lots of new friends all over the world, and continue to do what we do. Be inspired by others, and also inspire others. And now that now the, now the uh, pandemic's gone, get back on stages. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Absolutely. Anything? No. Well, Chris and Susan. We appreciate you sharing so much wisdom with us, so much of your story, your vulnerability, and appreciate, obviously love the mindset shift since that's the title of my own book. And I want to, I want to ask, um, we've spent this hour sharing with, with our entrepreneurial audience and you want to leave them with Chris and Susan's words of wisdom. What would you share? Where there's a will, there's a way. Never forget. There's a way for you if you find the right guide to take you. Absolutely. And I think the other the other key thing, if you're just thinking about this, if you're thinking about making change, then you just have to make a decision. And the decision is either yes or no. But you have to make the decision. Otherwise, you'll just sort of bobble along and you'll be going, shall I do it? Shall I do it? Shall I do it? Shall I do it? If the decision is no, that's fine. Put it aside. Look at it again in the future. But we can say to you that, you know, change is the spice of life and it really does work. And all you have to do is just see what it's like on the other side by making that decision. Oh, love that. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We appreciate your 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 story, your conversation, and just your inspiration to us and others. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting us. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. We've had great fun as well. Yeah, we enjoy very it. Much we love enjoyed it. it. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you're struggling with stress, feel like life is out of control, run out of time before your to-do list is finished, well, we have a gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. In our next episode, James Fu Torres, or just Fu, chats with Robert about the power of relationships. He served in the military and wanted to stay in the United States, and entrepreneurship opened up the greatest opportunities. He saw the potential in the internet and marketing and worked in a few spaces to learn where he could really make the biggest impact, which was in amplifying people's stories through public relations.